startups begin in communities across the country. Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Castor. And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America. But in the areas no one is talking about, the middle. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by Mug.News. On this episode, we are chatting with Sharmis Tillman and Patty Newby, two ecosystem builders from Generator. Generator is a platform out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that helps communities throughout the Midwest accelerate their creative economies. So both of you two, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much for having us. Yes. Yeah, I am very, very excited to get, to get into it. Um, I have followed Generator for a couple of years now, and, and I think their programming is just very, I guess, novel. When when I first heard of it, I was like, I had no clue this was going on, and um, the, the, they're, um, you're in so many different communities throughout the Midwest. So uh, so first, if, if you could elaborate on exactly what Generator, um, what Generator does and like the programs they have to offer. Yeah, so Generator is at its core a startup accelerator based out of the Midwest. We now have 25 offices all across the country. So I think the as much as I like to say we're out of the Midwest, we're kind of out of everywhere right now. Um, we have a lot of different products that serve a lot of different communities, but at our core, our goal is to help a community invest into its best and brightest. So we have programs ranging from pre-accelerators, accelerator programs, um, corporate networks, conferences, and culture programs investing into artists and musicians. Okay. So of, of those 25 locations you mentioned, um, are, are they all in the Midwest or have, have you guys started branching outside of, outside no. of the Midwest? Yeah, we started branching. Um, we have offices in Pensacola, Florida, Cheyenne, Wyoming, um, yeah. Houston, Texas. So kind of all over. Okay. And then what are your two roles with, with the generator? Yeah. So I'm on the business development team. So that's where we um, have our corporate side of the business. So ideally we have our project North membership network, which composes about 50 plus members, some in the Midwest, but across the country of different corporations. And these leaders um, typically serve in roles in strategy, innovation, M&A. And we do, um, basically different virtual events for them, networking, best practice sharing, and we connect them with startups. And um, we do that through our on-ramp conference series. So we try to build the bridge between the corporations, investors, and startups. And at on-ramps, we explore networking opportunities, customer relationships, partnerships, and investments if appropriate. So I lead up one of our on-ramp impact conferences, and we do it in seven different verticals. Okay. And so by verticals, you mean industry? Yeah. So okay. we have one um, focused on social impact. We have one focused on insurance, healthcare, education, and workforce in- innovation, entertainment, which is around music tech, um, manufacturing, and agriculture. Okay. Amazing. And how willing are these, um, are, are the corporations you, um, how willing are the corporations you talk to um, like how, how, how strong is the desire from them to, to get involved in the, in the startup and like new business community? Oh, they love it. It's all about relationship building. So they love to take these um, one-on-one meetings with startups. So typically how it works is um, we have a large applicant pool and they review their top 15 or so picks. And then they have 20 minute one-on-one meetings and they go explore those um, opportunities. 
Okay, interesting. And then, and then, Patty, um, what what's your role within Generator? Yes, I have sort of a split role. So about fifty percent of my role is a project manager. Um, I work in all aspects of the company, just helping out wherever is needed. And then another half of my role is I am the lead organizer of our on-ramp entertainment conference. So I work with a lot of uh, music tech and gaming and entertainment type of startups. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, so I, um, I'm sure we could like ha- talk for the rest of the podcast of how each community you work with, uh, um, how each one is different. But I thought it would be interesting to see if there's any sim- um, similarities across the communities you work with. That, like, from from your perspective, are there any um, the like, are there any issues or problems or successes that that each that each community deals with, regardless of location. I think that um, each community really has in common having a really good base of entrepreneurs. Um, That's why I think what you're doing with this podcast is so important is that you are taking a look at cities and different communities that are outside of the big metro um, East Coast and West Coast areas and saying, hey, there's a lot of innovation going on here, too. So whether we are in uh, Toronto, Canada or Fort Wayne, Indiana, doesn't really matter which city we are in. We have, there's a crazy amount of talent and innovators who are looking to kind of disrupt their different industries and change their communities. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that, that's, that's the one thing I, um, I guess have been, um, um, a faith in humanity restored, if you will, that when, um, when, when we go around talking, like re- regardless of the community, there's a sense of pride and a sense of optimism, um, in in each community that we that that we touch, so um, yes, it, it, it's it's good to um, it, it's good to hear you ha- um, have the same have the same message. Um, so then going into generator is hosting a um, uh, a um, summit in the next couple uh, like what next month I guess now middle of March. Um, would you two um, I guess touch on what um, what the summit is and, and what uh, what you hope to accomplish with it? Yeah, so this is our Community Growth Summit. It's their second year hosting this. This year will be virtual, of course, mm-hmm. um, but their overall goal is talk about the next generation of innovation and leaders, and we're doing that um, over the course of three days, and each day is focused on a different topic. So first day is all about startups and local innovation. Second day is about upskilling and workforce development. And third day is about arts and culture and how creatives connect to the community. Um, so throughout these three days, we hope to discover, you know, what is the next generation of leadership and innovation in these three areas. Okay. And who is the, um, who is the person you're um, like, who are you hoping hoping to attend attend this? Is it like the the ecosystem builder, the or like the our traditional listener and um, and interviewee on this podcast, or is it like community members, or who who is the um, um, who's like the target target audience for this? Yeah, it's really everyone. All are welcome and invited to attend. Um, we're looking for everyone from public public policy roles, civic roles, students, community builders, um, corporate executives. Um, you name it, we've had that at our conference last year. So we really think everyone plays a true role in building and uplifting a community. Yes, yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. When was the conference last year? When was the first one? Yeah, so it was February last year, right before we hit pandemic. So. Yes, yeah, that seems like a like a, a different time, like a, 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 
a whole lifetime has passed since yeah. since last February. Um, how um, when you guys approached hosting it this year, were you set on having it virtual? Because especially we're at a I guess unique stage of the pandemic that um, I mean, hopefully ten months from now, fingers crossed, we like life will return to a sense a sense of normalcy. Were you guys set on having it now, or did you think about holding off holding off a few months until like the the vaccine rollout comes? Well, we actually think there's a benefit to hosting events virtually now because you can reach a broader audience. We've experienced that with events we had to do last year um, post-pandemic. So we really thought, why not give everyone an opportunity to attend? It's a free event. You don't have to worry about travel or accommodation. So we thought, hey, we can reach more people. So why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think you will... um do you think do you think this event will always be virtual from, from now on or have a have a virtual component at least? It may just have a hybrid component, yeah, serving in person and virtual as well. Okay. Um so when you go and go to plan a virtual event, how is that different than the the in-person one that that you all hosted last year? Uh, well, planning virtual is kind of easier. You don't have to worry about um, internal logistics. You just have to worry about your Zoom and your registration getting all set up. Um, but I will say that it re- does require more connections and connecting with more people. So virtually you want a broader audience. So that requires putting in more work, getting the word out, doing things like this podcast, Mm -hmm. more press releases and things of that sort. So it's a joint effort that we have just to, you know, try to get the word out and planning and getting those names out there. But um, besides that, it's pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah. What, um, so is it all hosted over zoom or like what, what tech or tech are you using to, to host this? Yeah, so we're planning on using a virtual platform um, called Swoogo that we've invested in, and it does allow like Zoom um, integration. So you may see some of our speakers on there, but some content may be on demand. So it's a little mixed, but it'll definitely have a conference feel. So it doesn't feel like you're just sitting in a Zoom meeting all day. It'll be a little more interactive. Yeah. Um. Oh, how? How so? Well, um, in Zoom, it's pretty much. You know, you see all the boxes on the screen. However, you'll have the opportunity to do like chat and networking with other people one on one. So you can invite someone to have like a quick 10 minute meeting with you and things of that sort. So that still brings back that conference vibe. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's a, that's um, like a big reason people show up to conferences is that like social dynamic. So it's, it's cool seeing, um, seeing you all capture that when, even though it's virtual. Um, what, uh, what role do you think events like these play in, in community development? I think it's so important to get a bunch of big players who may feel like they're a little bit siloed because one person may work in nonprofit, one works in public policy, someone works in academia, I think it's so important to get these people all in a room together, even if it's just a virtual room, just to cross cross pollinate and collaborate and spread some ideas and really trying to figure out what direction they would like to take their community. Um, Most communities have a big number of players, so it's so important to get everyone's um, insights and really see what everyone pictures their community to grow into. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Charmise, uh, did you have anything else to add? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, no. Yeah. She's okay. great. Okay, okay, sweet, sweet. Um, what uh, what advice would you give to, like, a, a, a community leader whose community doesn't have any event like this and, and they're looking to, to get something started? 
Um, I would say all it starts with the people you have in your room now, um, expanding off of that current network and just it can be something small, like putting together a Zoom meeting for an hour, talking about current topics and understanding, you know, what are your current issues and researching who's doing good in this space and inviting them to come speak to your group. So it really just is all about identifying what your needs are viewing some people that are maybe doing great in in this space and excelling. And a lot of people, they're willing to share best practices. I mean, there's enough room for all of our cities to win. It doesn't have to be this city is doing so great. And this one is like in the dumps, like, no, we all deserve that. And I think um, people are willing to share. Absolutely. And, and especially all um, with like the array of programs you will offer, like while um, like some cities may be kicking butt in the like arts and culture uh, sector, but when it goes to like um, uh, startups and in, in um, when it goes to uh, startups partnering with with corporations, they they may have some some room to grow. So it, it, um, it is fascinating to just see like the comprehensive view that that you all are taking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how many more or how, how many events do you, uh, do you have planned for 2021? Ooh, generator as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's a countless number to be honest. <laughs> so how, how are you approaching, um, pl- like are, are all of your events in 2020 virtual or, um, like from an event, an event planning perspective as the um, pandemic again, hopefully like, I guess comes to a close by, uh, by the end of the year, how, what, like what advice would you give on, on how to manage that? Yeah. Um, so some of our events currently right now, we're being planned to only host virtually. Some are being planned for in-person and some are being planned for hybrid models. And we're really just following following what those CDC guidelines are. I mean, that's key, right? I mean, if corporations and um, other people have travel restrictions, of course, um, that's why the hybrid model exists. But we're really just trying to flow with the times and see what happens. And of course, in, at the end of the day, if it can't happen in person, we have no problem with doing events virtually because it's all about safety as a priority. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I um, I, I kind of ask in a self serving interest. Um, I have two brothers, and they're both getting married this year. Um, so it's, yeah, too. okay. Well, <laughs> congratulations. And um, it is a weird time to do a lot of things right now, like go to school or get married, because the, you know the the pandemic has changed um, change almost everything about our lives. But it is um, it is um. It's inspiring to see you guys still innovate in the like constructs of of what we have. Um, so, um, uh, Charmies or Patty, uh, was there anything else that um, that you wanted to touch on on the event, or or anything else you'd like to add about um, either the event or generator as a whole? Nothing from my end. Okay. I just think that we're just looking forward to hosting our second annual Community Growth Summit. We're looking forward to inviting the masses. All are welcome to attend and participate and join the conversation and listen to the subject matter experts in each area. Learn like what policies are being in place now that you may not have heard about. Learn about the new inventive ways of how startups are excelling and learn how creatives are changing the community. Yes, yeah, we will include the, uh, a link to more information about um, generators 
Community Growth Summit in the description. So definitely check it out. And thank you for joining me. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Now that we've learned about an ecosystem from a person who's building it, I'm going to link back up with Nick to clarify on some jargon and take a deeper dive into this ecosystem. Hey, Nick, how's it going? What is, How was your interview? Um, what is up, Caitlin? Uh, my interview was really, really good. Um, and I was just kind of touching on on this beforehand. It, it is sort of like different interviewing two people, but the actual quality of like what we talked about, I thought was super insightful. Um, so first, I, um, I've kind of followed Generator for quite some time and all of their different like programs to build communities across the nation now. Um, and they, uh, they recently launched something in Lincoln. Um, so like, I guess I was introduced to generator through that lens. Um, and, um, like, I guess I've interviewed a few people who have gone through generator programs and stuff. Um, so it was, it, it was great to like get connected with, um, with the team at generator. And then they have this, this upcoming event we discussed. Um, it, it's all virtual. Um, mm-hmm. so it was like, Interesting to see how people are are hosting events virtually, just from like a tech perspective. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, um, and so this this event they have on the third day, they um, it, it's all about like how to establish culture in a community. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we re- uh, recently got a message from a listener, Matt Johnson from um, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Shout out, Matt. Um, he texted me and said that the cultural dynamic of what we talk about here and like what like um, what we talk about with guests in our interviews that's his mm-hmm. favorite part of the show. That, and and Matt is an entrepreneur himself, but like in the restaurant industry and and the show can be kind of like tech focused. Um, mm-hmm. And I um, it was it was great to like hear that feedback from Matt that he likes the cultural happenings, and it's also mm-hmm. cool to see see from the event perspective that they're valuing the culture component as well. Well, what I really like about that, in addition to like exactly what you said, we get to have that insider information, that kind of information you wouldn't hear uh, if you were just Googling them. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons I really enjoy this podcast as well. So thank you so much, Matt, for commenting. Make sure everyone else listeners, please interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that like that feedback helps um, helps make the show better. Um, and so w- whether that's be be like through t- uh, through Twitter. Twitter or leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts or um, or like wherever it is all all very helpful. Um, and mm-hmm. then I guess the other thing I would like to uh, highlight is the importance of events and uh, I guess networking and the ability for people to con- connect and how that builds builds a stronger community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, it's just I guess good to see people still doing that even though we're towards what is hopefully the tail end of a pandemic. Right. So then my question was, did, did they cover any uh, jargon that you had to look up other than I'm thinking you probably did your research on the events that were coming up too. So uh, jargon wise though. Jargon wise, not really at all. Both them, both Charmies and Patty were, I guess like spoke our language and were able to like not get super technical. Um, Mm -hmm. And I of course like looked up the event um, the event beforehand beforehand, and then like checked it out afterwards as I mm-hmm. would encourage any of the listeners to go check out the event. We'll, we'll toss the link in the description um, mm-hmm. that, that definitely consider attending if um, like if you can find the time. 
Well, one thing that is really appreciated, these virtual events, yeah, I definitely miss going to events in person, but this makes things very accessible. You don't have to be in the same state to learn more about something. I I find the value on if you are someone who's looking to move, just if you want to move, but if you're an entrepreneur dis- discussing like where would be a good place to go and you can find the community there, um, you know, through Generator and other Zoom events. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird the like day and age we live in. Um, and I, um, Caitlin, I think of you like in, in this example that, um, like I, um, Caitlin, I would, I think of as like a pretty good friend and we've creatively collaborated on this show, like from the get go and work, have worked very closely, but we've never been in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in today's environment, um, you can become close and like build a strong relationship when you, when you live on opposite ends, um, ends of the country and mm-hmm. events like generators, virtual event that's, that's coming up in a couple of weeks is, um, um, like is, is a chance to do that. Definitely. And then again, in an interview I had with Scott Henderson, that, which is, that one, it was very informative, but he again had said he had made some great like financial deals with people he'd never met in person. He's like, all of this happened over zoom, which he had said, if you asked me if that would ever happen pre COVID, he's like, absolutely not. I would have never thought that that was something that could happen, but again, strange times. And it's connecting us a little bit more, I think in a way. Yes. Yeah. And just finding, um, it's just new, you know, it's one of those like 10 years Mm -hmm. ago, if you described what's happening or like a virtual (laughs) conference, like the nuances of it, it would be very, very tough to comprehend, but like, it's just the reality we live in today, which is, I guess, cool to me. Yeah. And in the past, you would have flown people in, you know, if you wanted to have them like converse. Um, I used to work for the communication department at the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire. And so I did pursue some of those emails. It's like, what what time would you like to fly in? Like this is all that like those details, whereas now we just send a Zoom link and we'll look forward to seeing you there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, then, uh, moving on then, uh, did you have any final thoughts uh, before we close out? Um, that was actually kind of the two big things I wanted to hit on, Caitlin. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to re- uh, read us out? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go for it. Sweet. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ecosystem Builder Podcast, which is a product of Mug.News and hosted by Nick Kastner and Caitlin Clays. If you have any questions about today's episode, connect with us on Twitter at Nick Kastner, at Clays Creates, or at Mug News Official. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. We release episodes every Wednesday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Do it. See you guys next week. Bye, guys.